Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unverified, the podcast helping you redefine success on social media. I'm your host, Coralie Trigger, and if we haven't met yet, hey, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. I'm an Emmy-winning creator and digital consultant, and I'm here to talk about all things social media and digital marketing with a little twist, and that is, I don't care how many followers you have, (laughs) I don't care at all. And I know that sounds unusual, but hear me out. I don't care how big your audience is because for brands and businesses, social media platforms are tools that can be used for a hundred different reasons, like makeup, for example. That's why I make a conscious effort to turn away from digital vanity numbers in favor of focusing on real life goals that digital strategy can then support. That's my style anyway. So let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is the final episode in a three-part conversation with my sister, also known as Makeup by Shannon Marie. She is a film and TV makeup artist in Los Angeles with a strong YouTube and TikTok presence in the makeup education space. In this series, we chat about her experience getting started as a digital creator while balancing on-set work, the dark side of going viral, and leveling up her social media game. Today's episode is all about what comes next, how to repurpose existing content and create intentional strategies, the importance of owning your communication channels and what that means, dealing with imposter syndrome, and one of my favorite and underrated platforms, Pinterest. More with Shanna Marie right after this. Today's episode of Unverified is being brought to you from the heart of East Nashville at the Russell, a historic church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program. They donate a portion of every stay to local organizations that provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your experience today. We've talked about how you got started, what it's like going viral, and so it feels like the next thing is what's coming next. Yeah, I got 99 problems and social media is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) 99 problems and social media is all of them? Yeah. (laughs) That too. My therapist would disagree, but... (laughs) Okay, this is going to be great. I've only been practicing my whole life to tell you exactly what to do. So what, what tell me where, where you've done a lot of things with social. You've, you've hit a lot of really incredible, uh, like goalposts. Thanks. What, uh, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> what is, what's next? What are you, what are you looking to get out of your digital experience? Man, ultimately my goal when I was first starting social, besides like the reason for doing it. One of my goals was always like, I want to make my like monthly expenses on social so that I could do whatever freelance project I wanted. Okay. So, so a certain amount of passive income. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, that's a lot of people's goals. Love me some passive income. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge is that it's not totally passive yet. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, you're still creating content's a lot of work. Oh my gosh, it's so much work. <laughs> so while you are benefiting from like YouTube ad rev from a few years ago, right? you are still working now. I guess you could categorize it as like passive income in the future if you're saying you're making money off of work that you did years ago. Um, or it's just taking you a while to get paid for all the work that you're doing right now because you've put in a ton of hours. So many hours. Okay, so let's talk about some different ways to make money online then. You've got ad revenue um, from YouTube. Instagram is starting to also incentivize creators. Um, 
cash offers for going live um, hmm. and posting a certain amount of reels, you probably can opt into that. You also have Amazon affiliate links True. in your YouTube videos. So yes. there's stuff there. There are branded partnership deals with companies uh, or like beauty companies. You can also use it to support your own business. So even though you're primarily a film and TV makeup artist, mm -hmm. if you were to sell, you could still sell products yeah. um, in the form of eBooks, single PDF worksheets, um, different guides to things. You could have digital products. That's cool. Um, you could do classes. You could do weekend workshops. Yeah. Um, anything, you know, that supports your, your whole brand is like really simplifying makeup and there's a huge emphasis on education and accessibility. Um, you know, you can, package that any number of ways. Okay. This is what I got to hit you with though. Okay. <laughs> I'm focused. Okay. I'm here. <clears throat> Imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because like, I'm not at the tip top height of my career. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to think about creating all of this like educational content when like, I'm not like I still have so much to learn. Sure, but just because you have so much to learn doesn't mean you don't know stuff that other people don't know. <laughs> you know, it's a different level. Right, and I guess that is true in the sense of like, sorry, did you have more to say on that? Yeah. Continue, So please. anyway, <laughs> thank Tell you very much. <laughs> um, and when... <laughs> Oh I swear God. that was an accident. <laughs> I thought the straw was longer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, continue. So, um, yeah, you're not at the top of your game yet. You know, you're right. not going to be able to tell people. Top of a game. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be able to tell people what it's like backstage at the Oscars. Right. Or what it's like working on an Oscar nominated film yeah. or what it's, you know, whatever. But what you can tell somebody. <laughs> so much lifetime. <laughs> so much lifetime. So much lifetime. But, but think of how valuable your experience is to someone who's in school right now. Right. Or somebody who wants to get into makeup. Your experience of getting started is going to be much more closely related and in touch with the people who are five years behind you than anyone 50 years ahead of you could be. True. Because somebody who's been in the industry for 50 plus years is not going to be able to help the college kid get their first job yeah. in the same way that you could. Because mm -hmm. you're going to be able to say, let me introduce you to this person. Let's make this phone call. Talk to this production company. It's going to be really tactical, like really practical hands-on support that you're able to offer just based on proximity to where your students would be or where your audience would be. And even if, and you would be teaching different kinds of things, right? Like somebody's not going to come to you to learn how to book Oprah Winfrey. You've never booked Oprah Winfrey. Right. You, but they would come to you to say like, how do I, how do I start getting my hours for the union? Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I get my first job in LA? Hmm. How do I, you know, there are so That's many. Very interesting. 
Well, there are so many questions and there's so many things that you have expertise on. And I would just go to, I mean, you can look at your YouTube analytics. You can look at answerthepublic.com. What are people searching for when they're searching makeup artist in Los Angeles or yeah. film makeup artist? And you just lean into the questions that you can answer. And because you've been in it for so long, I think you also forget how much you know. Hmm. We got to keep in mind the Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> which it's, it's a cognitive bias. So the, at the beginning of you learning something new, you think, you know, a lot. And then basically like the more that you learn, the, the more that you realize you don't know. Oh my gosh. Yes. I didn't know there was a name for that. Yeah. Dunning-Kruger effect. Wow. We'll be using that. <laughs> it's, it's like every single makeup artist goes through that. Yep. Yep. So that's a good thing. I think a really good exercise is going to answerthepublic.com, typing in subjects that, that relate to your work and realizing how many you can answer. And you're so familiar with Google. I mean, you're so familiar with YouTube analytics. I do use Google a lot. <laughs> so I said you're going Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. Um, so familiar with YouTube analytics, you know, you can go back in and look at what value people are still finding from your YouTube videos. For sure. And just because you did it in a YouTube video two years ago doesn't mean it still can't help somebody in a new format now. Hmm. Interesting. What else you got for me? Well, <laughs> does, um, that, does that make sense? Do you feel like that, that would be helpful if you're doubting yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, remembering. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's true. Like remembering who your audience is. I think that is so super key because like, <laughs> I'm like the top makeup artist won't find my content interesting. And they'll be like, she knows nothing. But like, first of all, they're not going to be searching out my content. They are already killing it at their content. They're not going to be like, I really want to take a class on how to work on a non-union lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not the people that I'm aiming to hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I need to figure out what my goals are and how they fit into a monetary Mm -hmm. way into my space because I feel like I am very comfortable on YouTube and TikTok. Mm -hmm. Instagram, I'm not, freaks me out a little bit. Just because you know people on there? Because <sighs> I know people on there for sure. And there's like a little bit of judgment I feel associated with that. Yeah. That's tougher. Like picture perfect. Right. I mean, they're trying to move away from it kind of, but it wasn't built around that. TikTok's much quicker to embrace authenticity. Yes. And I feel like TikTok and YouTube people will search if they want to find my info, mm -hmm. you know, or if a TikTok falls on someone's for you page, then they'll click on it if they want to know more. But Instagram, it's just feels so harsh. Like it's a lot of my film contacts I follow and follow me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I feel weird posting makeup tips like for producers that I've worked with, mm. like still to this day, even though like it took me a long time to not be like ashamed of the content that I was creating. There was so much judgment I felt. Yeah. Let's talk about that. The difference between like creating makeup content for YouTube versus showing up on a set to do makeup. Different, yeah. different groups of people. I for sure never lead a conversation with an actor with the fact that I do social. And oftentimes if we're connecting after the film, we're generally following each other on Instagram and Instagram is what I have like the least following on. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily where I post other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I never really lead with it. And it's not that I'm ashamed of it. I just, uh, 
I don't know. There's so many stereotypes with content creators, especially in the beauty space mm -hmm. that like I feel weird sometimes like bringing it into a professional setting because to me it doesn't really feel professional. Like I still have not bridged the gap between like makeup artist and social influencer. Yeah, you are a you are a makeup artist who does social media. You are not a beauty influencer who does makeup. Yes. Mm -hmm. For a while, didn't you have different business cards? Yes. Yeah. Now it's all linked on your website, though. It is for sure. Yeah. Okay, so I feel I feel like I've been rocking and rolling with the TikTok game and YouTube. Besides consistency, which is a whole other topic on learning how to be consistent. I want to know, is it beneficial to bring in other social medias at this point? Like, I feel like to me in my head, it's like the more social medias the, that I bring into makeup by Shannon Marie, the more spread thin I'm going to become. Yeah. Like I'm having a hard time even keeping up with just TikTok. Like how do in the world can I possibly start posting on more apps? Well, I think it depends on what your goals are, but if we're talking about exclusively passive income from ad revenue and passive income from Amazon affiliate links, your goal needs to be to drive to existing YouTube videos. Okay. One really great way to do that is, I mean, I know we, you know, you did a call in question earlier and I've been harping on you forever to do email, but another way to do it that might fall in line with your interest in like just letting people find you if they're, if they're interested and you don't have to be consistent is uh, Pinterest. Hmm. You have so much content. You have over, how many videos do you have on YouTube now? Over a hundred. Over a hundred videos on YouTube. How many videos do you have on TikTok? Probably a hundred okay. at least. So all of those videos can be repackaged as vertical pins for hmm. Pinterest. And you've already done all the hashtag optimization. Hmm. on YouTube. So you just pull parts of it, make a graphic, you know, for the, the title. You can do this all in, I'd probably recommend Tailwind as a program to do it. It's oh, kind of like, um, of it just means you don't have to do your stuff in InDesign. You can, what is it called again? Tailwind. Huh. It's a content creation and publishing platform that's really helpful on Pinterest. Cool. And that could be something that you could do in a sprint. You could just say, four times a year, <laughs> you know, for every season, I'm just going to sit down and repackage this YouTube video and each video you're going to turn into 10 pins okay, or something. Then people who are looking for things that your video answers are going to come across your pin and they're going to click through to your video. Okay. So even though ad revenue is really, and, and click throughs for affiliate links, even those are kind of like pennies on the dollar. Adds up. It adds up. And you've seen it go from $30 a month to $150 a month. Right. And even if that climbs a little bit, you know, you're still, your YouTube videos aren't going anywhere. And the great thing about pins is that they're not really going anywhere either. Hmm. And you can create all different kinds of content. You can have you can have a board for skincare, even though you don't continue to post that stuff. You can have a board for beginner makeup. You can have a a board for eye makeup. You can have a board for your curly hair stuff. You've done a few of those, like a board for all these different kinds of topics. You can reblog other people, but you can, you can schedule Pinterest and there's not really a huge social component because it really is 
search. I mean, you think about it like really, truly a custom digital magazine that it's just going to show you, you just keep scrolling or keep flipping the page and it's magically just going to show you stuff that you're interested in. <laughs> hmm. And because your stuff is instructional, people are likely to save it or repin it and people, you know, still follow people on Pinterest and you can still get a little bit of that like friend recommendation stuff, right? Like if I were to like something on Instagram, you wouldn't necessarily see it because I liked it. If you were following them too, you might see like in the comments that I'm there or that I've liked something, but I mean, it might suggest to you, but not like, you know, not like Pinterest. So I think the easiest lift for you, if you're concerned about consistency and bandwidth and passive income, I would say the goal has to be driving traffic to those existing YouTube videos. And by the way, you can use any of your photos, any of your beauty photos, anything, any behind the scenes, any great shots that you have on Instagram, we'd pin them and have like a board of your portfolio. Oh, cool. There's a lot that you can do. I think that's probably the number one thing for you in terms of growing that passive income from ad revenue and Amazon affiliate links. Something else that's important to keep in mind as you are growing and nurturing large followings on social is getting lulled into this false sense of security that they're always going to be able to reach all of their followers all the time. You've got to remember who owns those channels of communication. So I've got to ask you <laughs> about something that you are not a fan of, uh, which is how are you, what are your thoughts about email? Are you coming around <sighs> to it? No. I mean, I just... I just ignore so many emails. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah. I feel mm. like I ignore so many people's emails. Yeah. So much spam. It doesn't. Also, I hate writing. Like, that's why I like doing video stuff is because I don't have to write. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but you can always turn on, like, the Google Voice, like, speech to text feature in Google Docs and just talk. And then it becomes words. I like that. <laughs> you can also transcribe YouTube videos. Yeah. And that could be, you know, part of your content. It could also be mostly like image and link based. Okay. It can be like a plug and play. Like here's a section for beginner makeup artists. Here's a behind the scenes. If you're want to know what's up and like, here's something for my film people. I like that. And then you're not dealing with different email lists. It's just one. And you've got like a little nugget for each different person that's following you because they're either interested in your film stuff or you or beginner makeup. Totally. And you could, you could really batch a lot of that stuff too. The good thing about email is that you own that list. You don't own anything else. Like TikTok could shut down tomorrow. YouTube could shut down tomorrow. I mean, they're not, but YouTube could change their um, ad rev split their ad rev share and you could be making significantly less and you have no control over that. Wow. Um, TikTok could migrate or become pay to play like Facebook did, you know, mm. where you're really not reaching people unless you're paying the platform to get out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much that you don't control. And I see so many people build these empires on essentially rented land is, is what's happening. And with email, at least you own the email list. What do you mean? Can you describe that a little bit more for me? For example, if you had 10 years ago, 50,000 followers on Facebook and you could do a post and it would reach most of those followers. Today you do that and it reaches maybe a thousand people. Wow. 
it's, I don't know if those numbers are exact, but something to that effect, like Facebook's now, they changed the rules. They said, okay, I know you have got 50,000 people interested in your page, but if you want to reach everybody, you've got to pay for it. Wow. And any platform can do that. But email is email is email. Like you're going to be able to, as long as somebody didn't give you a spam email and they still have access to their email, it will at least get to their inbox and then they can ignore it. What other platforms are doing is like, they're not even putting your content in everybody's feed. Hmm. So let's say you had, uh, let's say you had a hundred followers on Facebook and a hundred emails Okay. on Facebook. You do a post and Facebook says, great, we're going to put it in front of 10 people. And then you get a 10% engagement rate. So you get one person liking and commenting on it. Wow. Email. Let's say you have the same, same engagement rate, but all hundred emails get delivered. 10% engagement rate. That's 10 opens hmm. and clicks. And all of a sudden you have the same amount of followers on email and Facebook, but the number of people is 10 times greater on email. Wow. Because you're in control. Yeah, absolutely. So, and people are going to opt in. You're not forcing people to get on your email list. They can always unsubscribe just like they can on any platform. Yeah. Um, but it is a personal thing and you can make them fun. Like if it's valuable, like, yeah. I, you know, go through different phases with different newsletters, but um, definitely, you know, open the skim, open the hustle, open. There there are a ton of email newsletters that I find really valuable. Are there emails that I ignore? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It could be a regular Makeup Monday and every or whatever. Just another Makeup <laughs> Monday. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could try I put songs in the email list. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> you could totally link to your Spotify That's and funny. say, this is my, you know, I'm doing makeup to this is my playlist of the week <laughs> kind of thing. Yes. I mean, you literally your your subject line every week could be just another makeup Monday <laughs> and just see if people still keep opening it. Yeah. <laughs> just try it, you know, or your your subject line could be, you know, whatever, some kind of music fun yeah. or something every week. This The skim does a really great job of doing that. Mm. Um even though emails kind of sound boring yeah. um, and they've been spammy, doesn't mean yours have to be boring or be spammy in nature at all. True. And I already have all the content that I'm not creating new content for the email other than like a little bit of finishing touches. Yeah. A little playlist or a septic line or uh, whatever. You can also ask people, people can reply directly to your emails too. Oh, that's cool. Um so there is a lot of room for creativity there. And when the rules on these platforms change, and they will, because that's what they have been doing for the last 15 years, um, you're going to have a way of contacting your people yeah, um, and engaging with them. It's also a way for you to share other things like this podcast or my latest projects. Your too. latest projects. Yeah. yeah. My show just aired on Lifetime. Here's a link to whatever, or this show, congrats to this producer that I worked on who just got nominated for something, or this project that I worked on just got nominated right. for something, or this actor that I worked with, just whatever it is. Um, and it's a way for you to kind of also keep in touch with people. Yeah. And definitely. it could be more, um, it can still be holistic. You don't have to do segmented lists. I think you really could just have three sections every time. That's cool. That's and, cool. Yeah. and something a little, a little fun at the top. And you can also include any affiliate links at the bottom if you want to. Yeah. And you're always linking back to at least one or two videos, YouTube videos. Right. In every email. So you're you're driving uh, traffic to the places that you want to drive traffic to as well. Totally. 
Unverified is supported by Doodle Different, a little book of places to start. With unique drawing prompts and hashtags on each page, Doodle Different is the place where offline creativity meets online community. It's a celebration of imagination. Get your copy or digital download on doodledifferent.com and use the code UNVERIFIED for 15% off. That's UNVERIFIED, like the name of this podcast, for 15% off at doodledifferent.com. Happy doodling! Another thing that I run into all the time is like, it feels like a never ending battle of social. Like I just keep like the more that I feed it, the more that I, that it wants. Mm -hmm. It's like the beast of social media. It's never happy with what I do. It's yeah. just like a continuous, um, a continuous train with, with no stop in it. <laughs> yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a with a producer the other day who is a traditional TV producer who's working on a digital project for the first time. And she was describing how exhausting it was that there was never going to be a moment in this project that she was working on where the credits were going to roll or like everything was going to be in post or, yeah. or it was going to be in the can. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, my gosh, this just never ends. And another way to look at that is, I mean, first of all, Correct. <laughs> it doesn't. But that doesn't mean you can't. Mm. You've got to set your own boundaries. And as long as your audience or your community knows that that's how you operate, they're going to have to get used to it. Totally. It's it's just like anything else. Like you, except it's so public, like you've got to figure out how to make it sustainable for you and focus on your why and yeah, really figure out what you want out of it and um, what you need to put in to to get that. So besides the passive income, what else is on the list for future goals? I mean, I think one of the most exciting things about being on social media and like putting yourself out there has been the connections that I've been able to make like across the world. I mean, it's so cool. And like makeup artists doing cool things. Like I have a couple Instagram friends like that like message me, we message back and forth and it's just so cool. And like, they found me because of YouTube or like they found me because of TikTok or like whatever. Yeah. I think that's so amazing and cool. And I just like love talking to other makeup artists and like having a community support. Yeah. That, that um, camaraderie that wouldn't have been possible um, pre-social media. Definitely. Also, I love mentoring people to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. So like talking to beginner makeup artists and talking to them on how to get started and how to grow and giving them my wee bits of life wisdom is just like so stinking cool. So like, I would love to figure out a way to do more of that. I want to jump back to optimizing YouTube content for Pinterest. Sure. Can you just walk me through what that looks like? Yeah. So give me an example of a YouTube video. How to put on eyeliner. Right. What you would do is you would create different pins based on the tips. So let's, okay. So walk me through. So what's in the video, how to put on eyeliner. What are the steps? Um, have an eye. <laughs> Great. Check. Um, it would be like product, mm -hmm. uh, application, mm -hmm. finishing touches. Okay. So how many, how many steps does it take to put on eyeliner? Oh man, you're really making me think here. <laughs> um, Basically what we're going to do is an exercise of how to repackage this content. Okay. So you could do for Pinterest, you could do a graphic that's like 
X amount of steps for the perfect or perfect whatever kind of eyeliner for this kind of shape. So then I take stills from the YouTube video and put it in that. It could just be the title, six steps to whatever, and it's okay. a picture of you and then maybe it. and then maybe a close up of your eyeliner. Okay. Think think vertical. So you can get in a title and maybe two images. Okay. Or just a vertical video. Excuse me. Yeah. Actually they do videos now. A vertical video or um photo with the title on it. So you can kind of think of like your um like TikTok thumbnails. Okay. Cool. But with more information. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So it could be like however many steps to whatever this kind of eyeliner for beginners, this kind of eyeliner for this kind of shape, this eyeliner for, uh, with the pencil or liquid, whatever. Um, however many questions you answer in the video, that's what you're gonna lead with. You can also um, do a time-lapse version of the video. You could do um, just like a really cut down, like jump cut, step one through, whatever video. Okay. Um, Pinterest, you're going to think about visual content without audio, right? People are scrolling through Pinterest and unless they click through, they're not necessarily going to hear it. So what story can you tell visually from your YouTube video that's going to make people want to click through? So you could, you could do it as a meme. You could do it as a how to, you could do it as a stills, six still images in a grid. You could do it as, um, parts of the video. You could do it as um, any number of things. Okay, I have two questions for you. Great. <laughs> Does that make sense? Did I lose that you? That makes sense. Okay. What audience is on which social media and why should I care about them? That's just one question. <laughs> that was like a hundred questions. Yeah. Who Who is on what platform? Who's on what platform and what do they want from me? <laughs> It varies. I mean, stereotypically, um, you're going to find millennials plus, older millennials plus on Facebook. You're going to find- Oh my gosh, I forgot about Facebook. <laughs> you're going to find, you know, millennials are the ones that grew up around Instagram. Gen Z are the ones that grew up around um, TikTok. Um, people always forget about Gen X, somewhere in the middle of Facebook. Uh, there's, but there's- there's crossover between all of it. And the good thing about uh, Google, YouTube, Pinterest, and TikTok to a certain extent is, I mean, the first viewer search. So anyone who's using them, they're going to find what they want. Um, and TikTok too, the For You page is going to show you what you want. Like, I don't know how many times people are like, oh my God, TikTok is just like kids dancing. I'm like, I have not seen a kid dancing on TikTok since this first day I downloaded it, and thank goodness, yeah. I'm, no, I don't need to see children dancing. Right. That would be concerning. And then it's and then it's really concerning when people are, when grown men especially, are like, all I see are kids dancing, and I'm like, oh, I think you're telling me a lot more about yourself than you realize. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the thing. So search platforms, YouTube, your own site, you know, Google, SEO, Pinterest, people are asking questions and they want answers. You can figure out what they're asking. On Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Pinterest so is also weird. one of the biggest search engines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically YouTube people want like longer descriptions of things and answers to their questions that are more in depth. Mm -hmm. 
Pinterest people want uh, photos, video? Both. Yeah, inspiration. Pinterest is leaning, is starting to get more into video. Yeah. But there's a lot of like, <laughs> you look at me like I'm telling you wrong information. No, I'm just very, I'm, I'm just not. It's fascinating. Pinterest has a lot of how-tos, a lot of DIYs. I think okay. you could find a really great spot on Pinterest. That's cool. For all of your makeup stuff. Because you have, you have support content. Right. And it just like fits your lifestyle right now where you are that you're like not interested or, you know, you're working a lot. It's hard to be consistent. Yes. But you have a ton of content that's making money. You just need to drive traffic there. Yes. So does it make sense to like sit down with all of my social medias that I am committed to working on and then write, have individual goals per one? It can't just be like, I want to be better at social media. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the end goal? And then how am I going to use these apps to get there. Well, it sounds like the end goal has been pretty clear to increase passive income. Yeah. And you're going to do that right now, at least while you're working a ton by you need to increase your views on YouTube videos and you need to increase your clicks on your Amazon affiliate links. And that's going to be, you got to drive traffic to those sites. Got it. Um, so that, that feels like a really clear goal to me. And then each platform is dedicated towards, okay, how do I get people back to YouTube to watch length videos cool I love that Mm. I really really truly feel like you could make a huge difference in your google ad rev with pinterest cool and I think if you're interested in nurturing and like really growing your relationships yeah um it's important and you know staying top of mind um, and providing value, I think there's a lot of value in email. And also a lot of that can be pre-done too. Okay. But I think my big question, the biggest question. The biggest question. Yeah. Let's go. That I feel like a lot of people fall into this trap. How do you get out of a slump? Mm. What kind of slump? <laughs> How do you get out of... I haven't posted in so long. It's hard to get back into the rhythm of things. Yeah. I think it's like any kind of habit or behavior change. You need to kind of go deep and get to your why and remember remember why you're doing it. Focus on what you love about it. If you want, you know, an accountability buddy, think about ways that you would get start like working out again or start eating healthy again do you want to do a meal plan do you want to do a schedule do you want to have a walking buddy do you want to you know figure out what it is that you're feeling schlumpy about and 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 breaking it down too in in small steps so maybe it's not oh my gosh I've got to start creating TikTok every day TikToks every day it's today I'm going to brainstorm ideas and that's going to be enough. And that's going to be my goal. And then and then you figure out the next day, the next day. Like you don't have to bite off more than you can chew. I think setting setting small goals um, is – and allowing yourself to be excited when you make small goals. You don't have to go back to the days of cranking out a huge video every week. You can give yourself permission to – I'm going to brainstorm today. I love that. Yeah. Just make it manageable. Something else you can do um, is really take a good look at 
what accounts you're following. Do a little Marie Kondo situation. <laughs> um, because it, I find myself, it's easy to kind of get into that schlumpy mindset when all you're seeing is really perfect, overproduced things, things that don't seem attainable to you. Um, and when it just, it can start to get really overwhelming. So I am so quick to unfollow people. I'm so quick to mute people. Really? Oh yeah, girl. Oh my gosh. I am all about it. Well, really more the mute button, but I do unfollow. I, I made my account private, my personal account private huh. um, a few months ago. And I went in and manually like, I was like, you don't need to follow me. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to follow me. It was a lot of bots and a lot of like, it, just like I just didn't need it. Okay. Um, and just because it's like. It, it takes up so much of our day. So much of our day, so much of our energy. I had a little, I had a thing for a while that was, if it didn't make me happy, I unfollowed it. So even like friends who I like in real life, but they, but they're annoying AF on social. <laughs> I'm like, bye. <laughs> you like mute that. I have no remorse. Wow. I will enjoy your company in Ruthless. <laughs> I am because it's my, it's my time and my energy. You know, even, even too, I will admit if I saw people's posts, some of it was super annoying. Like you went on vacation for a weekend and you're pretending like you've been on that Island for three weeks. Like <laughs> I cannot with you. Mm -hmm. Done. Mute. Unfollow. Whatever. But there was also this, like the comparison game. If I didn't feel good and I started playing the comparison game with that person <laughs> instead of dealing with my feelings, <laughs> I probably should have. It's like, nope, unfollow. Yeah. I'm not going to play the comparison game on Instagram. My Instagram is a place for me to like follow some people that I know, follow inspirational things. I gave myself permission to decide exactly how I wanted to use it, even if it's not the way that my friends are using it. Wow. And it's fun to kind of go through and explore hashtags and and see who else is out there. It's like taking ownership for your social media again. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely think, especially in the beginning for me when I was building up YouTube, there's this whole like sub for sub, like subscribe to me and I'll subscribe to you back. Sure. And it creates this like false sense of community. Mm -hmm. um, some of it is real for sure. Yeah, but, but a lot of it is it just like, real. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I would rather have less followers, but more meaningful connections and engagement than more followers and just see a bunch of nonsense in my feed. Yeah. I want to be able to enjoy my scrolling experience. And another thing too, with the getting out of the slump, um, is remembering that you can simplify your production process hmm. just because you, in the beginning you were doing these huge, it took a lot of energy to create a single video every week. Yeah. There are so many platforms now I would think every time you create something, think about other uses for that content. You know, a lot of people, when they think of batch content, batching content, you hear that a lot, that it's like, okay, one day I'm just going to create a bunch of stuff and mm. then I'm going to have content for the whole month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another way to look at that is, okay, I'm going to shoot a YouTube video um, and I'm also going to have like my iPad on a tripod getting a time lapse. I am also going to take a before and after picture. Ooh. I am also going to take a picture of all of my products. I love that. I am also going to take a step at every process to turn it into a pin. Yeah. I'm also going to 
um, you know, do any other number of things. Like how much content can you get out of one piece of content? So, so the game and the fun brainstorming becomes not just what kind of video do I want to put on YouTube, which is of course based on your interests and what people are searching for. But once you figure that out, the next puzzle is great. How can I turn that into 10 more pieces of content, 15 more pieces of content, 30 more pieces of content. And you'd be surprised how many different ways you can slice and dice a YouTube video to turn into a hundred other things. I love that, especially because I feel like one fear when creating digital content is that I'm going to run out of ideas. Okay, but here's the thing about that. You're never going to run out of things to say about makeup. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been listening to you talk about it for so long. (laughs) Okay, you're right. You're right. (laughs) There is always going to be a new product. Yeah. There is always going to be a new style Mm -hmm. or a look. You're always going to be learning something. True. There's always going to be another person. One of my favorite Bill Nye quotes, or it's attributed to Bill Nye, is um, everyone on this planet knows something that you do not. (laughs) So that means that every single makeup artist, every single makeup artist knows something that you do not. Oh, absolutely. So you can also... Another getting out of a schlump thing is inviting somebody on your Instagram oh, live. Yes, I would love to do that. Inviting somebody to do a YouTube video with, you, video with you. Inviting somebody to do a guest blog. Inviting somebody to do, uh, inviting somebody who's starting their YouTube channel to do half of a video with you and you do a half a video with them. Definitely. Or you do two different things and you, you're promoting each other. Hit me up, Makeup by Shannon Marie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could do, I mean, another... Um, idea for long form content is the is an Instagram live. Just record it, and you can turn pieces of that into TikToks, pieces of that into reels, um, pieces of that into pins. You can repurpose that a number of ways. So, in terms of you know getting out of a slump, like rethinking how you experience social, getting excited about it, new connections. Um, batching content, thinking about how many different ways you can use stuff to make it more efficient and um, reaching out to other people. I think that is a fantastic idea. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I do have one last question for you. Okay, let's do it. What brings you joy about social media? Mm. Definitely the, the offline, um, the offline wins that come with it. Hmm. Being able to support friends um, and their projects, being able to celebrate and and uplift people, Um, the creativity. I love getting on TikTok on just like not a business account, on a personal account and just laughing (laughs) and (laughs) admiring uh, the like humanity and, and creativity. There is there's a lot of shit online, um, but I enjoy finding the little gems and and helping people reach their real life goals. That's really rewarding for me to figure out a way to make it work because it is super overwhelming. It can be super overwhelming. It's designed to be addictive. Hmm. It's designed to uh, capture as much data about us as possible. Wow. But if we can use it in a way that supports our small business or helps a cause that we're excited about, or sell books, or concert tickets, or bring people together, or 
learn or be inspired. Like there are some fun ways to use it. Um, and I enjoy all of those things too. I love it. Did I answer all of your questions? <laughs> uh, until next time. <laughs> are you feeling Are you feeling ready to go batch some content? Uh, yeah. I'm like, I got a whole list of things to do. <laughs> you do. I really think, start on Pinterest, girl. You're going to be, all, okay. all it's going to take is, I know. is a few pins, and then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm all about Pinterest. <laughs> and I'll be over here like, like, I know. Exhausted from telling you 100,000 times. For years. Yeah. You're going to be, I I really, truly think it's. I'm excited. I need to learn about Pinterest because it just is like, it feels very overwhelming to me, but I guess they all did in the very beginning. So I'm excited for you. Thanks, dude. I know it's kind of fun to like sit and think about the journey Mm -hmm. and what's to come. It's come a long way. Thank you. To keep up with Shannon Marie, you can follow at Makeup by Shannon Marie on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. And I will include links to all of these in the show notes and on unverifiedpod.com. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show and hear more, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Also, we'd love to hang out with you on social at unverifiedpod. Anytime you interact with one of our posts, you're telling the social platform that you like what we're doing and it'll send you more of it. At the same time, it will also widen the reach of the post in general, so more people will have a chance to see it. And we really appreciate that. We're booking new guests, and I'd love to hear from you. Have a social media question or a digital specialty? Visit unverifiedpod.com and click be on the show. Unverified is produced by Trigger Creative and edited by Matt Fields, with special thanks to Zach Knutson, Gwyn Rogers, and Abby White. Thanks for listening.